What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we're presented to you by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. All right. Well, I'm glad my voice is back. Um, I was at the Fantasy Football Expo, hanging out with the Sports Gambling Podcast crew, hanging out with the Trophy Smack crew. Shout out to my boys at the Trophy Smack. We actually got second in the flag football tournament next year. As, as Ricky Bobby would say, the, the first loser. We were the first losers. Um, but we also were able to get Trophy Smack Bling. I got a nice ring to to bring home and was able to rock that all night. And uh, then our quarterback went and won the skills competition. So people were a little upset that Trophy Smack was just winning all the events. Um, but it was an amazing time. Um, it's really hard to speak over loud music and loud people. And I had to do it every day for about 24 hours. Um, so my voice was shot on Monday. Everyone thought I was sick. Um, but shout out to everyone. Huge, huge shout out to Bob Lung for putting that on. He is a tremendous host. He was a great, great guy to meet with. I mean, just to let everyone know kind of what happens, the Fantasy Football Expo, you you have, you know, people come in Thursday night from all over the country. You know, we're going out to eat together, going to Dave and Buster's, drinking, talking football, having a good time. Saturday, there was a ton of events. There was a live auction. Sirius XM was there doing live shows. Michael Fabiano was there. Marcus Grant, Chris Allen, ton of big, you know, ton of big wigs. Then they uh, they had draft night out. Um, so we did live drafts. We had a room full of twelve. Then they had we had so many people that we actually put an, another one out in the hallway, and we were literally like running, like literally running a like all over the the Hall of Fame. We were like. We were in their conference rooms, like TV setups and stuff. We just had our run of, the, of, of everything. We were in there. And then um, and then we had the field. So we had the, the flag football tournament, the skills tournament, and people literally were tailgating. <laughs> it was like one car full of people, but they were tailgating. <laughs> we had, uh, you know, we had people in the stadium and in the stands, and we had four games going on at the same time. Uh, it was just, you know, it was a whole lot of fun. Um and then at the end, we, we had a party in the stadium. Like, what? So not only did I get to <laughs> draft at the Hall of Fame, play football in the stadium, then a private party after. Like, we were playing beer pong. We were playing flip cup. I mean, it was just a great time. And then Sunday is the expo. You got booths. You got panels. I mean, just absolutely amazing. And, you know, my the coolest part was no matter how big anybody, anyone was, they were just cool to talk to. I mean, people would just take the time to talk to you, and um, they're like, "Oh, hi, I'm Howard." I'm like, "Yeah, Howard, but I I know who you are. You know, <laughs> you have no idea who I am, but I know who you are." And like Scott Angle, one of my favorite things, he was introducing you to people. You know, he would not just talk to you; he would introduce you to people and make that connection. And I'm like, he's promoting other people, promoting you. Um, and then shout out to Mauricio. I think I have Mauricio and his wife more than anybody. Um, just had a great time and it was just, uh, you know, awesome. And a lot of those people will be coming on the show. Bob actually was going to try to come on tomorrow. We're going to set up Bob Lung's going to be on the show. Pat Fitzmorris said he's going to be here. Um, we got the dynasty nerds, nerds and dorks can get along. Um, you know, I have a dream and dorks and nerds can get along. Um, and so, uh, I talked to dynasty, you know, dynasty price and he's going to, he said he can come on. Just a, a lot of guys, uh, you know, uh, Mauricio said he's definitely going to be able to make it, you know. So, um, but, you know, we got we got Brad here. And if you don't know, Brad is new to the SGPN crew. Welcome and congrats on the new position, sir. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm sporting the gear. I hopped on and bought me a couple T-shirts, a nice hat, a coffee cup, a little bit of everything. Uh, I'm excited to be on. I've, I've been getting my feet wet with some articles. Just dropped one the other day. I'm hoping to drop another one within the next few days on running back regression. Uh, we've done some mock drafts. Uh, we talked some ADP uh, risers and fallers at the wide receiver position. It's been a blast, and I look forward to even more of it. 
I didn't get to go to the expo this season. I did go last year. I was part of the fantasy affair where we we hosted the party at Jersey's outside. It was a little it was a little bit smaller of an expo last year. It wasn't as large. It wasn't at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I, you got to imagine it's just you know the work that Bob is doing. Like you said, shout out to Bob Lung. It's just going to continue growing. More people are going to come. There's going to be more events, just like you said, the skills competition, the flag football, the poker tournaments. I also got to do draft night out. Are they still doing it on fan tracks? Yep. Yep. Ugh, man. Yeah. That was my only complaint about <laughs> draft night out was fan tracks. That was the first time I'd ever used that platform. And I'm hoping it might be the last time also. But uh, yeah, it was a blast. And I'm hoping to make it next year for sure. Well, if anyone has any questions about the expo, I mean, there's just a ton of different things. Um, please let me know. Um, you know, I definitely recommend anyone go there. And you don't have to be a writer, uh, an analyst or anybody. Like, people were just going there as fans to have fun. Um, it was just, you know, and we were just talking football. I mean, I, I get to sit, I, like, the first night I sat I sat there and talked to Fat, Pat, Pat Fitzmorris for, like, an hour about just, like, rookie running back. And I'm like, this is just this is so cool. I was listening to his podcast on the way up. So, um, and then, like I said, everything else. But I digress. Today on the show, we're going to talk about quarterback trade targets. So, again, not everybody plays in super flex leagues. This obviously is primarily for the super flexers. But in your one quarterback leagues, you still got to have quarterbacks. You still got to play quarterbacks, too. Every league is going to have a quarterback, I think. Um, and we're also going to talk about our dynasty trade chart. Um, if you guys don't know, we do have a dynasty trade chart, one of the best in the business. And you can go on there. It's free. It's going to help you when you're making your trades. It's going to help you win your, you know, win your leagues, win your trades. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, give you some ideas on on some some values that you can get. So before we get started, I just want to I want to do one quick check in with the news. Miko Hardman. He left today. They're thinking it's a groin injury, not ACL. That's good news. Ken Walker, what are they saying about Ken Walker out there in Seattle? Yeah, so he he had his hernia surgery today. It uh, looks like everything went really well, and they do actually expect him to be 100% come week one. So that's, that's a sigh of relief for those of you who have already drafted Kenneth Walker, both in redraft and dynasty leagues. Uh, and maybe a little bit of a hit to Rashad Penny. Maybe there was a little bit of hype after that hernia first came out. So that might temper some expectations with Rashad Penny as well. And what are you hearing about Michael Thomas? Yeah. Hey, look, this guy's healthy. He's healthy. He's big. Like he always has been. He's fast. He's looking good. They're a hundred percent confident at this point. This guy is on the field constantly. He's going to be ready for week one. And it's, it's wheels up for Michael Thomas. They said he looks pre-injury, Michael Thomas type of style play right now, which is a huge win for especially those of you who have already drafted and got Michael Thomas at that discounted price before. Now that this report works up and as you hear more and more things about camp and you see him in preseason, he might start to trickle up that ADP a little bit. Yeah, and then so, you know, Jimmy G, I'll throw the news out there for him. You know, Zach Wilson – in the middle of the expo, we had a breaking news, and uh, Zach Wilson was potentially going to be out for the season. Ended up not being a torn ACL. He had a torn meniscus. He had a bone bruise. They went in. They did a trim of the meniscus. They went in and uh, you know checked everything out. And they're saying there's an outside chance he could be there week one, but most likely he's probably going to miss the first couple weeks of the season. Jimmy G obviously was the first thing that came out of everyone's mouth. We got the Rob Sala, you know, connection. You got a starting quarterback potentially going down. And a lot of people were just like, Joe Flacco's outplayed Zach Wilson, you know, and most of the training camp. If it's not going to be all season, why would the Jets give up draft capital? They don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. So Joe Flacco most likely is going to be starting week one. NFL, I don't know how they do it. Baker Mayfield gets traded to Carolina. Who does Carolina play week one, Brad? Cleveland Browns, baby. Well, Joe Flacco is most likely starting for the Jets. Do you know who they're playing week one? Ooh, I'm going to go with Baltimore. Ding, ding, ding. They are playing Baltimore. <laughs> it is like the NFL has a crystal ball and is just, you know, just creating – Revenge games. We got a Joe Flacco revenge game 
week one against Lamar Jackson and, and Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh. So uh, other than that, James White did retire. Um, pour one out. Moment of silence. James White was a, a, a it was an awesome fantasy player when he was there. He's one of the best dudes in the NFL. We wish him the best of luck. Um, but we know that this is this means you know we already knew it was the season, but you know what season is it? Ramondre Stevens season. <laughs> it is Ramondre Stevens season, and it is. It is even more after James White's out. So if he isn't the number one, which most likely is going to be the number one based on camp reports, if he's in the James White role, that's that's just as good because in, in really the the history of the the Pats, they've had a, a PPR back and they've used them. And if Stevenson gets that role, he doesn't need to get 20, 30 carries and a bunch of touchdowns to, to be productive. Those those running backs will get targets, and if Stevenson's getting seven, eight targets a game, plus you know five to ten carries, it's it's going to be Stevenson season. Yeah. So let's you know let's check in with one of the uh, one of the sponsors before we go. I'll do the first one, and Brad Brad's going to make sure you you know about the rest of the sponsors. So again, do not forget about Win. Thinking about joining WinBet now is the perfect time for new customers who bet a hundred dollars. You get a hundred dollar free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games make it the best place to play MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win also, also just released their first QB with five TD props. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Must, you offer offer something to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win or play through win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, so, so the next the next one you've heard us talk about is Odds Trader. So what is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to that you can compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare different sign-up codes and their promotions from sports books to make sure you get the best deal. The app also provides a ton of things like player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, just to help you as the better make the most informed bets possible. It also, on top of that, has a bet tracker so that you as the better can keep records of all of your games and your betting activity. Some key points or features that Odds Trader also has handicapping, play by play updates, live scores, bet tracking, player statistics, game statistics, projected game day weather, and the bet tracker that allows you to keep your records again on all of your games and your current betting activity. So make sure you go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Again, oddstrader.com slash blue wire, the number one site for all your game day bets. Perfect. We'll get you covered. Now we're going to talk about some quarterbacks. We're going to start out with talking about quarterbacks that you should trade for. So, Brad, I will let you go first, sir. Give me one quarterback that you think that people should go trade for. Yeah, Somebody that everybody seems to be down just after the uh, kind of down, really, in its entirety, rookie season, and that is quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. He's currently coming off the board as the QB 12. And look, everybody can talk about everything that went bad last season. They lost Travis Etienne. James Robinson missed five games. They had no wide receivers with DJ Shark going out. They had LaVisca Chenault, who was trash. They had Marvin Jones, who's 30 years old and past his prime. They have no tight end. Everything was just going bad for Trevor Lawrence, and we didn't even talk about the piss-poor coaching that was going on there with Urban Meyer. Now bring in Doug Peterson, an individual who we've seen make somebody like Carson Wentz an MVP candidate. In his first season with Carson Wentz, it wasn't that great. It was around 3,600 yards, you know, a one-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio. But what did he do in year two? He came in and made him an MVP candidate where he threw for 33 touchdowns and only seven interceptions. So I look for a very similar thing because of that coaching staff to come in and help Trevor Lawrence. 
and the fact that they brought in weapons. They got Travis Etienne back healthy. They brought in Christian Kirk. They brought in Evan Ingram. There's There are things that are kind of working in Trevor Lawrence's favor. And right now, the value's just there. If I think about trades that have gone down, you can move. You, you know, these guys you're moving. Again, we're talking dynasty. Derek Carr in a second can go get me Trevor Lawrence. If I'm going to rebuild, that's definitely something I'm interested in. Again, if I've got a first and a second and I want to bring in Trevor Lawrence, you can do that. You're thinking about this guy that went 101 overall. Those are two trades that have actually happened here recently within the last week. So I think he's a smash play right now for rebuild type team when that's the value that you're pulling right now. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you said QB 12, you're going to have to pay up a little bit when you pay your startups, which is, you know, lower than what you were having to pay last year. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that are excited about some of these, these other guys that are going to probably you know, outperform Trevor Lawrence year one. So if, again, if you're a rebuild team and you're out there and you're, you're looking for someone that could be the quarterback of your future, Trevor Lawrence is your guy. I love what you said. And, Let's not not forget, they made some improvements on the offensive line, too. Um, Brennan Sheriff got brought over from Washington. That's Drafted an under- a center out of Kentucky. Yep. yep. Un- underrated moves. Um, the center from Kentucky can play all, all three, you know, he can play all three, you know, three Interior. positions on the offensive yep. line. Um, so he, he they're they're definitely doing what they can to build around Trevor. And you know, I love the conviction that they had this offseason. I know it was a lot of jokes about all the money they were spending. When your team's that bad and your quarterback's on a rookie salary, you got money to spend. And I'd much rather they go spend it on buying some pieces to support their quarterback than to sit there and put all that money in the piggy bank and let them get killed this year. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a guy that I that I think everyone should be going out and getting, and that's Captain Kirk. Kirk Cousins is coming off back-to-back seasons with over four thousand yards, over thirty touchdowns. And the situation might have got better. He still got Justin Jefferson, which a lot of people have him moving to the number one overall spot for the wide receiver this position this year, maybe even in Dynasty. He's got Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the league. Adam Thielen. When Adam Thielen is healthy and on the field, he is a problem. He is a great receiver. And you're going to see them move more towards you know, more towards passing, you know, more towards a, a, a faster pace offense. So you could see a lot more Dalvin Cook in the passing game. You could see a lot more three receiver sets. You know, if they run 11 personnel, which is one tight end, one running back, you're going to see a lot more K.J. Osborne. When K.J. Osborne was on the field last year, they did a whole lot of damage. And we saw Kirk Cousins. He, he's always had a propensity to throw to the tight end. Hopefully, Irv Smith's ready to go week one. If he's not, you're going to see a lot more K.J. Osborne and Dalvin Cook. But at the end of the day, if, if Irv Smith is ready to go, Kirk Cousins is going to find him. And if Kirk Cousins can can have Irv Smith for all 16, all 17 games, you're going to see Irv Smith be a potential you know, tight end one in this offense. And, again, if, if you're looking at a guy that's able to perform like he has in the past, you're going to be able to see it in the future. And – you're not paying a whole lot for Kirk Cousins. People do not love Kirk Cousins. And what people are in love with is these rushing quarterbacks. And don't get me wrong, me too. But you can't forget about guys like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he can't dance. Yeah, he's a little boring. But you know what? At the end of the day, this guy is going to be a QB1, and you're not having to pay QB, QB1 prices. So give me some Kirk Cousins. What are your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I love it. And and I mean, we didn't even talk about Kevin O'Connell and the fact that he came in and said, look, we're going to open this offense up and we're going to throw a little bit more. You talked about K.J. Osborne reports coming out of camp from from insiders that cover the Minnesota Vikings and are at training camp. They're saying K.J. Osborne is legitimate. He's the most improved wide receiver out of that core coming into this season. And you saw him perform when Adam Thielen got hurt. So it's just everything is kind of lined up for Kirk Cousins to to have a really good season that's even better than what we've seen the last couple 
We've seen him put it, put up top five quarterback performances when he was in Washington. I realize the game is a little bit different now than it was when he was in Washington, but we've seen him perform to that level before. And it wouldn't surprise me if he does it again. And he's, he's what, 33 years old. That's not really that old for a quarterback. You've got a couple seasons left. He just signed another extension. So he's at least there for two seasons before they, they need to make another decision before they move on from him. Yeah, he's just, you know, he, he's sto- you know, he's the store brand version of Matthew Stafford. Um you're going to get Matthew Stafford at, at, at half <laughs> at half price, you know. Maybe it may not be your cookie, you know, your your cookie crisp, but those chocolate saucers are pretty good too. Um, <laughs> so, who else do you got for us there, sir? I'm going to I'm going to skip the second one I had. I'm going to go to the third because it's really along the same lines of thinking as what you just had with Kirk Cousins. And that is quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr, currently coming off the board as the QB 18. He, he was a QB 12 last season. Who did he have? Waller was hurt all season. Devontae Adams wasn't there. All he had was Hunter Renfro. And then he made it work with guys like Zay Jones and a little bit of Brian Edwards, you know, who we had hoped kind of turned into something. He he just made it work. He threw for 4,800 yards with that garbage wide receiver core. It, that's impressive. That is absolutely impressive that he can do that. Now you add a healthy Darren Waller. You also bring in an old college teammate of his in Devontae Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. And you got to think that's going to add some efficiency. That's going to add some touchdowns. Everything is pointing in the upward direction for Derek Carr. They got a coaching staff that came in and did the complete opposite of what John Gruden was trying to do. John Gruden was actively trying to push Derek Carr out of Las Vegas. Actively. There was no talk of extensions. They did not want to sign him. Boom. In comes Josh McDaniels. Resign Derek Carr. Boom, finished, right? Okay, there's no question now. Derek Carr is in a, I I would argue, a better situation than Kirk Cousins from a contractual perspective. He's got a similar cast around him, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, top-tier wide receivers. You got Adam Thielen and um, uh, Hunter Renfro, different skill sets, but very solid twos. You got a tight end in Darren Waller. You've got a good running back room in Josh Jacobs and Zamir White and Kenyon Drake. Everything just works around him right now. I am absolutely ecstatic for him. And the fact that you can move some of these trades I'm going to mention to you is just disrespectful is the term I'm, I'm going to use. You can move MVS and a third. That's a real dynasty trade that went down in a super flex league. Talk about hype for MVS right now. That's crazy. That is crazy. Another one, a 24 first straight up for Derek Carr. I'd pay it all day long, all day long. Contender or rebuild, most likely. I'd look at that, right? Because you've got some years on Derek Carr before you need to move on. And then the last one that I really love, and we may actually talk about this guy later on, is Ryan Tannehill in a second for Derek Carr. I would smash that trade. Everybody, everybody, everybody has always been somewhat disrespected Derek Carr. They just don't like him because he's not flashy. Like you said, he doesn't have the legs. He doesn't produce on the ground. But we've seen what he can do with solid wide receiver core. He had Amari Cooper. He had Michael Crabtree in a season. There was MVP talk of this guy. So what's to say now he's more senior in the game. He's played a lot more. He's got rapport with every single one of these guys. Devonta Adams from college, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro from their previous seasons together. He's just, I think he's a smash for a top 10 quarterback this season. What do you think? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, we're going to agree a lot on the buys. We're going to disagree on the sells. So don't worry, guys. We're not going to just sit here and agree the whole time. Um one thing that people forget in regards to the quarterbacks is I know everyone's in love with the rushing quarterbacks and I understand how that has upside as well as you can provide some safety. But last year, the top 12 quarterbacks, and we've said this on multiple shows, one out of the top eight was a quote unquote rushing quarterback, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. Those guys obviously break the mold, but as far as like a rush first quarterback, Jalen Hurts was the top guy. That's because Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray missed a bunch of games. 
you also like you got to look at the statistics. Okay, what what are we looking for? If you threw thirty three touchdowns and four four thousand yards, then that that's seventy five percent of the the QB ones last year. The other guys they made it on the ground. So you're telling me twenty five percent of the guys that were that were in the top twelve tight end, the top twelve quarterbacks did not throw 30 touchdowns. So you look at a guy like I'm probably mentioning here a little bit, Justin Fields. People are excited. They said, well, Blake Bortles was able to be QB four and, you know, a pretty crappy team. You're going to have to throw a lot more touchdowns than what Jalen Hurts threw 16 passing touchdowns last year, but he had 10 rushing touchdowns. That's really hard to repeat. It's going to be really hard, hard for Justin Fields to do. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of rushing, but do not forget about the importance of passing and passing volume. If you can get 4,000 yards in the air and 30 touchdowns, that's going to be a recipe for a QB one finish. And I think both guys we just mentioned, Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr can both do that. Yeah. And the, the last thing I'd like to mention about Derek Carr, a little peek behind the curtain, if you will, before I released my quarterback regression, uh, either positive or negative article in a week or so is if you look at his touchdown metrics, his efficiency was pretty low this year. Uh, based on the number of attempts that he had and the yardage he had, he should have had around 30 passing touchdowns, and he only had 23. Devontae Adams is going to help that. A healthy Darren Waller is going to help that. So I see him actually reverting to a little bit above the league average in touchdown efficiency, which even bodes better and and well, you know, well for him. So, well, I got we have uh, three more you know, three more trade targets to go out and trade for. My second guy is Jameis Winston. And so Jameis Winston, it's been a little while since we've seen Jameis Winston, but the last time we saw Jameis Winston play a full season, he was a top five fantasy football quarterback. And he's had multiple seasons where he's been a top guy. What did he do? He went to the New Orleans Saints. There was a little QB competition with Taysom Hill. Came out last year. And shocked everybody. Does everyone forget? Jameis Winston threw for five touchdowns against the Green Bay Packers and thumped them week one last year. He was on pace for 39.6 passing touchdowns last year and only nine interceptions. He was not on pace for a 30-30 guy. He went out and he had... You know, he had a, a great, it was a less passing volume, less yardage, but he's very efficient. And this offense has still has Michael Thomas, still has Adam Kamara. And you add Chris Olave, add Jarvis Landry. There, Jameis Winston can go out there and, and put up QB1 numbers. And the best part about it, you don't got to pay QB1 prices. You're getting Jameis Winston at a huge discount. And I think, you know, I may or may not have been writing an article before the show. And I may or may not be talking about two or three year window guys. And Jameis Winston may or may not be in that article because I think he's someone you can acquire. I acquired him today straight up. It was a contract league, but straight up for Rashad Penny. Super flex league. I'll take that all day. And I did. Yeah. So um, what are your thoughts on Jameis Winston? You're muted, sir. I'm torn a little bit. Everything that you're saying makes a whole lot of sense, right? A healthy Michael Thomas. They bring in Jarvis Landry, one of the best slot guys in the league. They draft a Chris Olave. Alvin Kamara looks like he's going to avoid suspension for at least the first little bit of the season before that ruling comes down. Everything is just there. They've got a good defense. So I get it. The contract worries me just a little bit, right? Because if he does not perform to whatever the new standards are of the New Orleans Saints organization, he's a cuttable guy next year. They can save some money if they cut him. So it's it's a questionable situation. Um, so I, I, I don't know if I would go buy him because of that contract situation in a dynasty league right now, but it also would not shock me if he – you know, puts up a top 15 quarterback season. You know, I don't I don't know that he can put up QB1 uh, numbers. That touched that five touchdown game against Green Bay. If you remember, it was only like 150 yards passing. It was it was a very super touchdown efficient game. That's not the norm, right? So 
I, I wouldn't expect that to happen very often uh, in in New Orleans. So I, I I struggle, you know, following that line of thinking too much. But he's going to put up numbers this year. It's just a matter of whether or not they think he's the future of the organization with this quarterback class that's coming out. Yeah, and to to be clear, the uh, the projections were not based off of one game. They were based on all six that he was able to finish. And in those six games, his pace was 39.6 uh, touchdowns, which is yep. pretty, pretty dang good. So uh, let's let's check in with the sponsors real quick and and get right back to it. We still got some more trade targets. But before we before we forget, let's not talk about run your pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bring, bring sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em to Survivors to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports, sports gaming and customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with RYP to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to, to reserve your spot. 500 cash and $250 gift certificate to the to the SGPN store to the winner. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com bashless SGP. That's play.runyourpool.com bashless SGPN. All right. So you've seen us at SGPN do a whole lot of mock drafts. We always do them on Sleeper, the fastest growing fantasy platform today that's got millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there because I know I use it for all of mine. They just passed 4 million users. And now they have a new feature where you can win by playing their new over-under game. First of all, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like, and and all you do is pick the over-under. If you pick right, you can win anywhere from double to 20 times the money that you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into your fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is it's the only app where I can talk to my buddies, join my buddies contest, and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button, and it's insanely fun to ride it out with your friends together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and maybe make a little money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Again, that's sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions may apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right. Well, appreciate everybody. We have two more trade targets to go, and I'll let you go first again, sir. Yeah, so I'm going to make this one quick. If anybody's ever listened to me on any of my old stuff or any even my current stuff, Baker Mayfield going off the board as the QB30. I think he is a buy for you right now. Look, he's in a very good situation where he's got the best, arguably the best, running back in the game and CMC coming back healthy. He's got DJ Moore. It's just looking up for him right now. A lot that competition looks to be that his to win uh, or really his to lose, if, if you want to look at it that way. And you say, Brad, he was awful last year. And I get it. But he was awful because he had a torn labrum for crying out loud. This dude was playing with a torn shoulder for three quarters of the season. In the games where he was healthy, he had over a 67% completion percentage and a two-to-one touchdown to interception ratio. That's somebody that can produce well above QB 30 numbers for your fantasy team. And right now, he is absolutely dirt cheap. There have been trades over the last week to go down where people have given just a mere second and third round pick for Baker Mayfield in a super flex draft. Somebody who gave up Jared Goff and Nico Collins. Look, Justin and I talked about Nico Collins and how we thought he could outperform his ADP of wide receiver 71. But really, wide receiver 71 and another low-end quarterback that likely is out of town after this this season for Baker Mayfield, who I believe is going to be better? Absolutely. I think that's a smash. And then another one, two seconds and two-thirds. You're just 
chump change for a starting quarterback. It just makes sense to go get a guy if you need him as your second or third quarterback. And I think it's going to pay dividends. You've seen him be successful in competent offenses before. So you hope that Matt Rule can be competent. I don't know if I quite buy that just yet, uh, but we'll, but time will tell. So I think at the cost, Baker Mayfield is definitely a buy for us right now. Yeah, and I'm I'm still sitting here thinking about the MVS for a third. Um, don't, yeah, the MVS and a third for Derek Carr. Like, don't don't drink and trade, people. Um, so here's here's where I'm at with Baker Mayfield. I I'm pretty much the same thing that you said about Jamison Winston. So I, I do think on the surface it's a good situation because you have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and. Terrace Marshall, who I still have a little bit of hope in, but CMC, crossed, right? yeah. CMC, they they did draft an offensive lineman. But here's my concern: number one, Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo, for all those that don't know, actually had Baker Mayfield listed as his fifth quarterback in that class, behind Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Um, ben McAdoo has has not necessarily been the most elite offensive mind in the NFL. And Matt Rule is on the way out. So if you have a situation where this team absolutely stinks, which is in the range of outcomes, and Matt Rule is dethroned halfway through the season, we've seen Ben McAdoo end Eli Manning's 10-year streak because he wanted to put Geno Smith in a meaningless game just to prove a point. Um, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, for the record, Sam Darnold was ahead in Ben McAdoo's um, 2018 rankings. Um, I just don't know if Baker Mayfield set up in a good situation because of all of that. He's not in a situation like some of these other guys where the quarter, I mean, the, the head coach has some security. And if Rule were to get, you know, thrown out of there, or if those guys were to panic, you could see a situation where you're getting Sam Donald back in there. Um, and, and the offensive line, from what I hear, is just getting killed out there. Yep. Not not to mention the Panthers and Patriots just can't stop fighting each other. Um, yeah, but Yeah. Yep. But we'll yeah, move this, on. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So we'll move on. I got one more trade target, and then we're going to go into the cells. And it's Davis Mills. So first of all, if you haven't seen it, Mills showed up to training camp. He's got a mustache. Adjust your rankings right there. <laughs> Play the Top Gun music. Get the man some aviators. Oh. Him and Brandon Cooks, they're Maverick and Goose. Um, it, it's, you know, when you look at the situation that, that Davis Mills had, minus Urban Meyer, which that was just like on another level bad. This Houston team with the Deshaun Watson drama going on, everybody leaving, Nobody would have been shocked if they went 0-17 last year. This was one of the worst rosters that we've seen ever put together. They went out and won a couple games. Davis Mills, he looked good. He looked good. And he overcame a lot with a, a little. He barely had anything. And so they've gone. They, they, they get Nico Collins. We talked about him earlier. They have Brandon Cooks. Brevin Jordan looked good last year. Um, they went and picked up, you know, some offensive line help. They went and picked up a running back, Damian Pierce, to you know, to go in to to add to the the off you know the offense. Davis Mills might be good. Um, you know, do I think he's the next Justin Herbert? Probably not, but I think he's a competent quarterback. And I know for a fact if he was in the 2022 class, which his agent should have told him to wait. He would have been a top 10 pick in this class. He would have been head and shoulders over Kenny Pickett and the rest of the crew. And so Davis Mills is someone because of the low draft capital, because it's the Houston Texans, because there's a little bit of uncertainty, you know, yeah. What if the Texans are picking the top five, top 10 next year? He very, very likely could be out, but he also could still be in and they could go and build around him. Davis Mills, He's, you know, for me, he's a, a cheap piece that you can get that's going to be a solid QB2 this year um, in an offense that's going to be playing from behind, throwing the ball a lot. And, um, you know, I, I just, I like Davis Mills. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. And like you said, we're, we're probably going to disagree a little bit on the cells, but I, everything is pointing in the right direction for this guy. And I, I 100% agree with the fact that had he held out until this year, he would, it would hit, he'd be in a different situation, but this guy was a five-star recruit when he got recruited by Stanford. He was a legitimate quarterback and just things didn't go his way. He had some injury issues and whatnot. So coming in, you could see there was talent there, right? It, I get it. Things had to happen for him to be the starter, just like everything else does. But he looked good when given the opportunity and they were trying to help him out. They brought in John Mechie before, uh, you know, his uh, uh, leukemia diagnosis and, and whatnot. Right. They were looking to add weapons. They they brought in Marlon Mack before they got the opportunity to draft Damian Pierce. They were trying to put a team that could perform better on the field around Davis Mills. You know, if they're trying to tank for a quarterback, you're not making some of those moves. It just doesn't make sense. So uh, I, I think they're trying to give him some pieces. And like you said, he looked good. He had a couple very, very good games and he looked good down the stretch. So I expect him to continue to progress in that offense. And he may actually be the quarterback for that team moving forward. Yeah, they had two first-round picks before Kenny Pickett was off the board. They elected to use him on other pieces, and they had multiple picks in the second and third round, and they did not go with another quarterback. Um, so they do seem to be building around Davis Mills, and like I said, go check out the mustache. Um, before before we go into our cells, Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best-tasting coffee. They've made uh, they made, they've ever made by by partnering with the country's best craft you know craft roasters. These are independent businesses with, from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for independent roasters, often being the largest uh, largest source of new growth for them. So expected tasted coffee trades trades coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep four hundred fifty different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no perfect coffee, but there's a perfect coffee for you, and Trade, Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade's first first match guarantee, they're so confident they'll match you the, the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback, and actually a coffee expert will work with you and send you a brand-new bag for free. So if you're a coffee drinker or want to try it out, it's a perfect thing for you. Um, don't forget, just make sure you guys go check out Trade Coffee. Yeah, and the next one is for Dave. Level with me. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives where we're pretty tight on cash. Maybe you could only put a few gallons of gas in your tank or you got another save the date. You're wondering how you're going to afford a gift and the travel to it. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it could be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up, new dishwashers, new stoves. But now Dave can help get you out of that pinch when you really need it. Hindsight's always 2020, and you can't change the past. But what could you do if you get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. And now you can do that with Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank or buy a wedding gift or catch up on bills. And you can finally tackle those expensive that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest, no credit checks, and millions of people's, people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from the future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E and sign up for an extra cash amount and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Again, that's dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply, and the banking is provided by Evolve, member FDIC. The future you will thank you. All right, and don't forget when you're going to trade, um, this is a place that's got 5 million bags of fresh coffee. That's been, it's got over 750,000 po $750, positive reviews. They're offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. We go to drinktrade.com bachelor's SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their your quiz at drinktrade.com backslash SGP and let trade find your co the coffee you love 
That's drinktrade.com backslash SGP for $30 off. Let's talk about trades. When you trade players, you're going to have to sell players. So who is the first guy that you're going to sell? I'm going to save my hot one for later, for later on in the show. That okay. way, that way we've got no time all, for you to argue with me, hopefully. All three of mine are hot. So, <laughs> all right. So well, two of mine are not, I, th- I think. So I'm going to go with Matt Ryan, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, 37-year-old quarterback, currently the ADP of QB23. And you look at even what he was able to do with Calvin Ridley last season. He was really around the QB19 range, you know, between weeks one and week six. Uh, when Calvin Ridley was playing and now he's going to a team that's run first and they've got Michael Pittman who I I agree is a good wide receiver but I don't know that he's Calvin Ridley good and there's not a Kyle Pitts there to help the situation it's really just him and Jonathan Taylor so I I look for him to regress to actually continue to regress a little bit based on what we've seen the last couple years But I would use it as a selling point. And what I mean by that is even in that run first offense, Carson Wentz was able to put up QB 14 numbers. Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. So that's how you kind of put the narrative in play to get some value out of Matt Ryan right now. And you could get things like you can move Matt Ryan and a second for Jalen Waddle. I would smash that trade in a dynasty league right now. I don't care if it's super flex or not. Matt Ryan in a second for Jalen Waddle, I'll take it. Matt Ryan in a second for Kenny Pickett in a third. I'm taking that trade in the super flex as well. And then the straight up, this is the one, it's a positional difference. It's a little bit more challenging. Matt Ryan for Darren Waller. So I think that one's a little bit more dependent on team needs, but I think the value is pretty damn close in a super flex lead. So three trades that are pretty solid that I think you can still get decent value for Matt Ryan in his age 37 season where they could also move on from him next season if they choose to. Wow. Well, again, um, Waddle. That's what I'm saying. Some of these, some of these trades should be illegal. Um, That's just, somebody needs to be laying down the law commissioner. What's going on? (laughs) I think that might've been Brad might've robbed his grandma in that trade. I don't know. So um, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Matt Ryan is a descending asset and you really want to acquire assets that are on the way up and not on the way down. So I'm going to, all three of mine are going to be hot ones. And at the end of the day, when you sell something, people are going to have to want it. So, you know, I'm going to be throwing players out there that you are going to want to buy or have on your team and probably keep on your team. But just hear me out. First one is Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts, he's absolutely been on fire. And they had a very good offseason getting him A.J. Brown, one of the top offensive lines in the league. They absolutely outperformed expectations. And Jalen Hurts outperformed expectations last year. Jalen Hurts had 10 rushing touchdowns and over 800 yards rushing last year. Yes, that absolutely propped up his numbers. And the reason that he was such a great addition to your team was because you were paying QB 14, 15 or 16 prices. And people were still halfway through the season thinking Gardner Minshew is going to take over. There is a world where Jalen Hurts outperforms his ADP, but as the ADP rises, it's, it's, he's just going to a point where he's, you can't really get any value in return but you could trade Jalen Hurts for other players, a lot of the players that we've mentioned already, and get those guys plus more. And I get it. He's got the rushing upside, and and he should get over 20 touchdowns now they've added A.J. Brown on the team. But if Jalen Hurts, you know, if Jalen Hurts doesn't hit those 10 touchdowns on the, on the rushing last year, he's not even a top 12 quarterback. He's probably not a top 15 quarterback. 16 passing touchdowns last year an offense that threw the ball the lowest in the NFL. It's going to increase, but they're not going to go and throw it, you know, 150, 200 times more just because they got A.J. Brown. They're still going to protect Jalen Hurts, and they're still going to run the ball. But I, I just think right now at this point you can get a lot in return for him, and that's why he's one of my trade targets. 
Yeah, I'm starting to come around on Jalen Hurts. You know, that I mean, it was a tale, and we talked about this before, and I feel like you threw Justin and I under the bus a little bit around Jalen Hurts when we were talking about him, uh, but, but we're – we might be actually shifting sides of the fence right now because I think he's he might be a buy for me. I may pay for him because you look at the first half of the season when they tried to throw the ball, he had eight combined touchdowns and only two interceptions in the first four games of the season when they were throwing the ball continuously, you know, 35 plus times a game. And then you saw that number plummet from week five on. They just changed their entire game plan. And I think they revert back to those first four weeks now that they have A.J. Brown. I think they believe that Jalen Hurts is going to be able to produce some of those numbers again. He threw for over 300 yards two of those four games, 260-something the, the, the other game. So he was producing very elite quarterback numbers in those four, first four weeks when you look at it from both a passing and a rushing perspective. So if he can build that chemistry with A.J. Brown – and the team decides, Nick Sirianni decides, we're going to throw the ball because we have the assets to throw the ball between Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, uh, Kenny Gainwell. We can do that. I think there's a world where you see 150 to 200 more passing attempts this season. So I think now might be the buy window before he actually starts doing that. So I'm a little bit on the opposite side of the fence there. Yeah. And, you know, to go back to it, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, I do think he's going to have a good season. And I, I, you know, I stand behind what I said, you know, during the show last week, I just think if you're going to sell someone, you want to sell them at their peak. And Jalen Hurts is getting to the point where you can get a lot in return for him. And if I told you, you can get Trevor Lawrence in a first round pick, you can get like some of the trades that you can get for Jalen Hurts right now. You, you might want to consider it. So I was just you, gonna say that. It would you take Trevor Lawrence in a first or Jalen Hurts? Oh, Trevor um, Lawrence first. So yeah, because I think that's about the what 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 it would take right now is something yep. like that. So, um, so all right, yeah. So I'm gonna go back to the kind of the easy one. I feel like before we really get into it, and that's gonna be Ryan Tannehill, quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, currently ADP of QB 22, and this is really more around contract performance, contract, and the future draft class. Um, I'm not, this is not a Malik Willis take. Let me just throw that out there. I He did not look good last season. He still had his normal seven or eight rushing touchdowns. His passing yardage was way down. His completion percentage was down. His touchdowns were down. It just wasn't a good season for him. I really think the loss of Arthur Smith really hurt Ryan Tannehill's value from a play calling perspective and just as a quarterback. So I expect that to kind of continue that downtrend. They had a rookie wide receiver, which is never, you know, outside of the last couple seasons, which is not normal with Jamar, uh, or, uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Those guys don't typically explode onto the scene. You bring in Robert Woods coming off an ACL tear Derrick Henry with his foot issues. It's just, it really is set up to completely crumble this season, I feel like. And if you can't get out of Ryan Tannehill now, you may be stuck with him for the long term where you can't move him for anything. You know, circa Ben Roethlisberger last season. So uh, I think right now is the time to do that. And if you can move Ryan Tannehill in a second for Derek Carr, which I talked about, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. Right. If I can move Ryan Tannehill and a second for a first and a second, I would do that. If I can move Tannehill for a first alone, I would try to do that. Let alone another trade that I saw that I didn't write down that was a first and Michael Carter. Right. So if this is the value that you can actually get out of Ryan Tannehill right now, I think it's a smash and you should move away from him. Yeah. That would have been my only argument against it is what are you getting in return? Um, you kind of same thing with Matt Ryan is you want to you want to make sure if you're trading players you're getting you know max value and um, I definitely don't think I would be trading not that I don't think I know I would not be trading a first for Tannehill um, and if that was the cost I would be out um, but I just didn't think you'd have to pay that much for Ryan Tannehill yeah. um, and you know with him I will say this about his season last year 
coming off of back-to-back QB1 finishes. And last year, he had Julio Jones, who was a shell of himself. So people are like, oh, he lost Julio Jones. Never had Julio Jones. No, yeah. A.J. Brown played 13 games. He was a little banged up, but, you know, A.J. Brown was... But there was times when... Can you even name his receiving core? It was what? Nick um, Westbrook, Akeen. Um, oh, I feel like I should know more than just And he had Dontrell Hilliard and, you know, Deontay Foreman played yeah. really well, but he had... Yeah, like, at the running back one, position, yeah. At one point, he had... He was down his wide receiver one, two, his tight end one, and his RB1. And, you know, this guy still took a team to the number one seed in the AFC. And, yeah. He absolutely crumbled on national television. The last view that everyone has of him is that playoff game. And so there's a whole lot of stink. And I just don't see people like if I came and said, Hey, Brad, can you meet Ryan Tannehill? I don't think you'd be like, It's a first or we're not doing this. If I <laughs> if it's two seconds, you'd probably be like, All right, deal. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. I had you, I had I sent Dallas Goddard. I know that sat in your inbox for a week. You were thinking about it. I was. So, I was, yeah. Um so, hey, you, you don't like Ryan Tannehill? I kind of do. Let's talk after the show. Um, so, I'm gonna, again, I, I, I'm going to sell pieces that people want to buy. And people want to buy Justin Fields right now. And I feel like Justin Fields is someone that you have two different paths. He's got a, 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 has a moderately good season this year. He shows some development. And they build around him next year. And you went and paid a little bit for Justin Fields and you got a whole lot in return. But I'll, I'll say this when he str- when he fell in the draft and I'm listening to all the, the PFF, I'm listening to move the sticks and they're talking about why he fell in the draft. And I'm like, Hmm, I need to look at this more. You go into the preseason. It's the same thing. They said, wow, this guy can't process fast. And everybody blamed it on Ohio state. Then they went through the preseason and they listed it out. Who held the ball the longest in the preseason? It was Justin Fields. The exact thing that people said was going to be a problem. Then he goes into the he goes in the league, and he has that problem. I get it. Nagy stinks, and Nagy absolutely is a great excuse for why Justin Fields did not play last year. And I do know the last four the last four games of the year he was he was QB one. So can he be a QB one? Yes. And, and people are paying for that. So if you can go and get two first for Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence and uh, an early second for Justin Fields, I'm thinking it's something you should consider because at the end of the day, you do not want to be holding the bag if it goes a totally opposite direction. The Bears are picking in the top five this year, which is not out of the realm of possibilities, and they get – Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or Will Levis on the team and Justin Fields is looking for a new home. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. And I mean, you saw it that first game that he came in, he took nine sacks. That was against my Cleveland Browns. You just, he was terrified. He was holding the ball entirely too long. And you saw that over the course of the season. So you could tell it just wasn't clicking. Now the hope that I think people have right now is rational coaching says, okay, this guy can't process. We're going to put him in situations where it's one read, right? Or it's RPO and he can go, right? Let's use his legs. Let's lean on David Montgomery. Let's lean on Khalil Herbert. Let's lean on Cole Komet. Let's lean on Darnell Mooney with these short and intermediate passes that get the ball out of his hands quickly. And they will. then we also utilize his legs. That's the only way you're going to help this kid develop a little bit, right? Asking him to hold the ball and go through three, four progressions is not going to work, right? We saw it all season last season. It was, like you said, it was the, the knock on him coming out of Ohio State. It's really all the Ohio State quarterbacks because that's the system that they run, right? But um, I, I definitely agree uh, that there's some concern there. I don't know if I would move him because the upside is huge right now. I, I mean, if he can get it figured out, Matt Eberflus and that that coaching staff can get it figured out with him, the upside with him is very similar to the upside of another guy that we're going to talk about here in a second. So, yeah, and again, don't go and he, don't hear what I'm not saying. You, I'm not saying he's going to be a bust. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to be a bust. I'm saying right now those guys are priced at a pretty high point. 
and I believe it's QB 13 right now for Justin Fields, even though he's projected to, you know, not, not have a great season this year. Everyone's still holding on hope for, you know, year three. Um, and then, you know, with Jalen Hurts, it's just he's he's QB seven or QB eight in your leagues. Some people are drafting him in the top five. Yep. And at, at that price, I feel like you can get a King's ransom and uh, you know, and definitely. go from there. Yes. So definitely. um, so you got one more, I got one more, We're almost at an hour. Let's let's wrap it up. All right. Yeah. So my last one is very similar to Justin Fields, and this guy played two games last season. He was a rookie. And that is the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, Trey Lance. Currently the QB 10 coming off the board. And look, I get it. People love quarterbacks that run. This guy looked like smashed, you know what, throwing the football last season. It was not good. The the reports coming out of camp are not good. It's that he's inaccurate. And I know he threw a 50-yard touchdown pass today in joint practice. And everybody's all up in arms and excited about him now. But look, I'm seeing trades like three firsts for Trey Lance. This dude's played a game and a half and you're playing three firsts for him? Smash accept. DJ Moore in a first. Smash accept. Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford in a first. Smash accept. Cole Komet, Elijah Moore, and a first. Smash accept. I'm accepting all of these without even thinking about it right now. It's not, it doesn't make sense to me how we can be so negative for all of these other rookie quarters, you know, second year, sophomore quarterbacks this season, but in turn be so high on somebody who looked like ass last year in his two games. And I get it. He put it, he put up QB one numbers. I agree because he can run. I'm smashing the fact that he's coming off the board as a QB one and he's not proven it yet. Yeah. And you know, if you're going to get, you know, three firsts or things like that, yeah, they absolutely. Um, it, it's something to consider. Um, I'm, I'm in on Trey Lance. Uh, I'm, I'm in on Trey Lance. And, and one of the main reasons I'm in on Trey Lance is a situation. Uh, I, I, Kyle Shanahan knows how to draw it up. He's, if, if he thinks this guy is going to struggle with some of these things, I trust that like all you, all the stuff you said with, uh, you know, with Justin Fields, the rational coaching. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. We've seen him do it. Do you know who the bears, uh, the bears, uh, OC is? Yeah. He came from a and M was he a and M offensive coordinator. Um, Nazi. Yes. Yep. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what they do, but a lot of unproven. He runs the ball a lot. Yes, a lot yeah. of unproven over there. Luke and when, it, when it, that's when, what it is. Luke when, it, when it comes down to it, um, you know, we've we were able to see Trey Lance sit for a year. I think that that was huge for his development. Being able to sit for a year, you know, remember all the stuff about Patrick Mahomes coming out. Patrick Mahomes was throwing all sorts of picks. He was looking awful, and when he came out. People are like, man, this this is going to be like the next coming of Jay Cutler. He's just going to be a turnover machine. And he came out there and threw 50 touchdowns. Is Trey Lance going to throw 50 touchdowns? Uh, no, he's not going to do that. But I do trust that Kyle Shanahan's going to draw it up. And when you look at his weapons, loaded. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. This this is a you know this is an offense that has had Jimmy Garoppolo, who has limitations. You know, we always joked around with Jimmy Garoppolo as far as his air yards, right? No, yeah. Yeah, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo had 4,000 yards last year, and he only threw for 400. (laughs) If Trey Lance can do that and that and then run a couple times, you know, here was the, the, the greatest visualization that they gave me from Move the Sticks. So you got that, you know, wide zone scheme. He throws the ball out there, puts it in the you know running back's belly, and the running back goes and, and just boom, 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 they're running. Then he tucks it and naked bootleg. And it's just the quarterback and a corner. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, everyone just backed up and like, all right, where is he going to throw it? And he you know, looks for George Kittle and gets a little five-yard slant, whatever. Trey Lance is like, all right, go cover my guys. I'm yep. just going to run you over. And so it's a whole different animal. And on those types of plays, he's going to be picking up chunk yards and getting two or three, two or three fantasy points every single time that happens. And then when the defense is, you know, okay, we got to go tackle this guy, he's going to throw 50 yards over their head. 
and you're going to see Brandon Ayuk or, or Debo Samuel dancing in the end zone. So I just, there's too many, there's too many guys that are in on Trey Lance that, that I'm, I'm not, not concerned. Um, you know, at the expo, he was one of the hottest, you know, topics to talk about. And there's a lot of people that are high on him, and, and I'm included. So yep. here's the, the last guy I want to bring up. And I love this player. I absolutely, he's one of my favorite players to cheer for. One of my favorite players in the NFL. And, and I even hated to put him on this list. I actually had Tannehill and I crossed him off. Can I guess real quick? Go ahead. Justin Herbert. It's Joe Burrow. Ooh, that's close. That's close. And the only reason is because you're buying him at his ceiling. Um, at the end, he's a QB four. He's QB four. So you are taking Burrow after Mahomes, Herbert, and Allen. Yep. So if you could go and trade, what I would do, you wouldn't go get Trey Lance plus for Joe Burrow. Go, go get Jalen Hurts plus for Joe Burrow. You can get a lot for Joe Burrow right now. Coming off an amazing season, you're probably not going to see the price go go up on any higher than this. And don't get me wrong. Do not go and sell Joe Burrow unless you are getting a King's ransom. But he's someone right now that is, he's he's the hotness. And, and people want everything they can as far as getting Joe Burrow. If you're looking to sell or you're looking to upgrade, let's say you have Joe Burrow and he's your second or third quarterback. You're like, man, I need to go upgrade another position. I promise you, if you put Joe Burrow on the trade block, you're going to have many suitors. And if I said, hey, I want to trade you Elijah Moore and Joe Burrow and go get a top 10 receiver, you're like, okay, who you want? Yep. So um, at the end of the day, you, you want – you want to make sure that you're collecting assets and you want to make sure that you're capitalizing on the market. And when the market's hot, I know it sucks to sell. And Marcus Grant's probably is rolling his eyes right now because he said, what the dynasty community just cannot have nice things. <laughs> but just, I mean, guys, throw Joe Burrow on the trade block and just see what kind of trades go out there. You don't have to trade them. Just see what's out there because it's going to be fun. People are going to be throwing you some stuff. Yep. So, well, that's, that's all that I got. Anything you want to, anything you have before we got here? No, I'm good, man. It was a good time. I appreciate it. All right. Went a little over the hour. I'm going to get out of here. Brad's going to get out of here. Everybody make sure you follow SGPN fantasy. Make sure you follow FF bourbon, dude, follow myself, follow the firm. And as always, good luck this season. Cheers.